The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders on how to take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach, getting you on the right track, keeping you on the right track, and making sure you don't get sidetracked in your drive for purpose, performance, and profitability. Now, a quick Smart Moves treat. It's time for Marcia's Musings. A tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Managing the critical path. Think of running a company like a relay race. The goal in the race is to get the baton around the track as fast as possible without dropping it. To win, the team must have a system whereby each person knows his or her responsibility to complete that leg of the race and then hand off the baton smoothly and efficiently to the next runner. I thought about this analogy after hearing a very successful serial entrepreneur talk about building a fast growth company. His view is that in every company there are a series of critical paths courses that employees have to run, as well as essential activities or milestones that have to be completed by one person or team or department before another can move forward. He saw his role as managing that critical path. By that, he meant making sure no specific obstacle prevents his company from completing projects, making sales, and serving customers in a timely and efficiently manner. In other words, making sure that the baton is handled off without dropping so that the next stage of the race can be run. I like this way of thinking about managing entrepreneurial ventures. It clarifies the role of the CEO. As long as each person gets his or her job done, then the critical path is open. The race keeps going and the company keeps moving forward. However, if a person can't get that job done, then the CEO must step in and clear the way so that the race can continue. Listeners, as CEOs and business leaders, how well are you managing the critical path of your company? 
The Effective Leader, a series of handbooks, will give you 232 smart moves tips to keep you and your company moving towards success. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. <coughs> Listeners, my guest today, making sure you're managing the critical sales path, is Brian Flanagan, author of Now Go Sell Somebody Something. His topic is, and I love this title, Compete on Value, Not Price, or Timid Salespeople Have Skinny Kids. Welcome, Brian. I couldn't wait to hear. You're welcome, and I can't wait to hear more about your client-centered sales mythology that helps sales and non-sales professionals be successful. It's a delight to have you on the show. We're all in sales, Marcia, and it's a delight to be here. Well, actually, that's what I want to start with because you believe we're all in sales. I believe we are in sales, um, but many people don't see themselves as sales, salesmen or saleswomen. Um, can you talk about that? Don't we all sell something? Yes, and the way to say that, my mentor, friend, and boss, Zig Ziglar, said for years that your sales team is not your entire organization, mm-hmm. but your organization is your entire sales team because there's not one person that can't cost you a sale. So we're all in sales. We don't have a sales title necessarily in our business card, but everyone is in sales. Well, that really says that running a business is really a, you have to look at relationships, and it's not just the salespeople who develop and maintain and nurture the, uh, the relationships with customers and clients, but it's also people, every, you know, everybody within the company. Is that sure. what you're saying? Yes. Everybody touches the customer whether Mm -hmm. it be through an email, through a packing slip, through an invoice, through a phone call, everyone touches the customer. But once again, not everybody has the responsibility of direct sales. However, everybody's part of the process. You mentioned earlier getting that baton around the track. Mm -hmm. Everybody helps with that baton getting around the track with customers. Right. So, and I also know that when I did... um, work with people in outplacement to get them to realize that when you're looking for a job or changing companies, you are in sales. So everyone is in sales. Um, But then, you know, some people really react negatively to that. Why is there still a stigma attached to the sales profession? Two reasons. Number one, experience, and number two, education. Number one, the experience side, when we were growing up, we didn't meet professional salespeople. Mm-hmm. Our first encounter with salespeople were generally clerks or when we were getting out of school, going into the business world. We were met by other people who were starting out in sales, and that leads to the other part of it, the experience. We were, we were being sold to by non-educated salespeople that hadn't mm-hmm. grown into their job yet. So that's the negative experience we had early. We didn't get a chance to see 
and experienced, educated salespeople, professional salespeople. Yet everybody at some point in time in their lives have negative connotations about selling. A lot of people are accidental salespeople, myself being one of them. (laughs) I wanted to be a high school basketball coach. Yet I saw that there was a difference between professional selling and peddling. Once I understood that selling wasn't hype and deception, it became a lot easier for me to embrace the profession. So what is the difference between the salespeople of years ago who just, you know, like you accidentally got into it, not with a lot of training, and the salespeople today, which I believe you're saying is a very different kind of person and um, has different um, has a different education? The evolution of the sales profession has been fast, and sometimes it's a revolution, yet the evolution is still there, Marsha, because some of the things that I learned to do 40 years ago in selling still works today. Some of the things I learned in selling has changed mm-hmm. because market, the global competition, the customers have more resources or more access to information about products. So they're not relying just on the salesperson to explain the product to them. The old-timey salesperson, the peddler mentality, unfortunately, they were... They were focused on making the sale. Mm-hmm. We, we evolved into more of a consultative approach, which we wanted to satisfy customers. And now what customers are asking salespeople to do is to anticipate their needs down the road, not just satisfy them for immediate need, but what will happen down the road to anticipate their business growth, their business challenges. So there's been some changes, but some of the things that have stayed the same, Marcia, it still requires a lot of work. <laughs> yes. It still requires a lot of confidence. And those two areas, work ethic and self-belief, no matter what profession or when the salesperson entered the sales profession, work ethic and self-belief go a long way to be successful in sales. Well, I want to ask you, and I'm throwing a question at you because it reminded me of a conversation that I had with a um, a friend who um, it would be considered the old-time salesperson. He built a very successful business, a staffing business, and then he sold it and is now retired. And he told me, you know, Marcia, the secret to sales is cold calling. You have to know about cold calling. What's your take on that? I, I believe it 100%. Now, the okay. problem is is that cold calling has changed, ah. and there's book after book after DVD, CD, Internet seminars. Everybody thinks cold calling is dead. Well, I can tell you, matter of fact, that cold calling has always been dead for the people who weren't good at it. Ah, okay. I can also tell you that fast forward to today, and social media has made cowards out of a lot of salespeople. Because they hide behind social media, and they're reluctant to initiate calls. They wait. As I had a sales manager tell me up in Chicago, my salespeople aggressively wait for the phone to ring. (laughs) And that's where your your title, timid salespeople have skinny kids, come in. Uh It's still a proactive business. It's not a reactive business. If you have a marketing campaign or if you have a special product 
that is almost celebrity in status, then you will pull people to you. You don't have to push them. Mm-hmm. Yet at mm-hmm. the same time, if you're in a competitive business and it's almost a commodity, mm-hmm. you've got to go find out why people would buy the commodity and how they want it served to them. That requires cold calling. That requires initiation of contacts. Right. And so I would imagine, uh, we just have a minute or two left. Uh, there are a lot, you know, when I think of cold calling, I think of knocking on doors, you know, going mm-hmm. to a shopping center and just going from door to door to door. Yeah. Is, is that one of the misconceptions? That's still done by a lot of people. A lot of people are still, as we said in the IBM days, we canvassed a building or canvassed a territory. Mm-hmm. That's still part of it. Most people now are using a combination of warm leads, networking leads, LinkedIn Uh needs, so that Uh when they contact someone, at least the person is pre-warmed, if you will, so that it's not completely cold. Yet there's still an art and science of initiating contacts, finding a client that would really benefit from your solution and initiating a call unannounced, whether it be on the phone, through email, or a stop-by visit. So it's part of the overall campaign to be a salesperson. Well, on that note, it's time for a short break on the business edge with Marsha Zidle, your Smart Moves coach. When we return, Brian Flanagan will continue talking about selling, but we'll get into what are some um, misconceptions about selling and then how you can be a better salesperson, whether it's your title or not. So stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. 
To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners, to The Business Edge. This is Marsha Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach. My guest is Brian Flanagan, talking about uh, uh, being successful in sales or um, why timid salespeople have skinny kits. So to continue on the topic of sales, um, what are some misconceptions about selling? Maybe you got into it a little in the first segment, but talk a little more about that. Marsha, I had to learn to be a salesperson. This was the most unnatural act I've ever been involved in. I was raised like most people were raised, and Marcia, your mother raised you the same way. She told you not to talk to strangers and don't ask people for money. <laughs> so we go into sales. And what that means is that for some, it's counterintuitive. So the value that I bring to my clients is that I had to learn the techniques to be effective in selling. Mm-hmm. I had to learn the strategies and the tactics. So that required a lot of study on my part. And, and here's what I mean by this. There's a misconception about selling, and, and I'm going to give you two sentences, and they relate to each other. Hang in there with me. Sure. The first sentence is this. Just because you have the ability to carry a tune does not mean you have the ability to sing. <laughs> Just because right. you have the ability to talk does not mean you have the ability to sell. Ah. One of the misconceptions is that selling is talking. We force people to buy. We, we sell things people don't want. We push them into making decisions. And that is simply not what professional selling is. That may be con artistry or it may be peddling, but that's not selling. Mm-hmm, professional mm-hmm. selling is understanding that a problem exists, working through that with the prospective buyer, and agreeing on a solution that will help that prospective buyer benefit. And in its simplest form, selling is nothing more than a communication process. We complicate that process, but that's as simple as it is. The process should focus on helping a person get from where they are to where they want to be. Too often, we feel that because the salesperson, if we're being called on, if we're the prospect, we're being called on a salesperson The salesperson is not skilled in his or her profession. Therefore, they're not asking the right types of questions for us to tell them what our needs are. When they do that, the buyer feels that they're not in control of the process, they're not in control of their decision, and that's where the bad taste of selling comes in a lot of people's minds. Well, you know, when you talk about selling, the analogy that, I like is that it's really, I'm a coach. And so as a coach, I don't tell uh, my clients what to do. I ask them questions to lead them to see the different options they have. And so they're making that decision versus me telling them. Would you say that selling is similar to that? Very similar. The the difference, there are a couple of differences, but yes, very similar. You're asking them into buying as opposed to telling them into buying. Okay. And if I ask you where your greatest pain is. Right. And you tell me and then I make a suggestion. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you've had that pain since we've started talking. Just because I recognize it doesn't mean you're ready to take action on it. Okay. So, so one of the things we teach is that you never give a man a glass of water until he knows he's thirsty. <laughs> if I can ask you where you thirst, why you thirst, what's the benefit of not thirsting, Right. then I'll have a better idea of how to present a solution to you. But if I just know you're thirsty and I give you a glass of water or maybe it's hot tea or iced tea or maybe I suggest a soda, a pop, a soft drink, well, you don't drink any of those. As opposed to my asking what would quench your thirst, quench your thirst, what would help you move forward, what would solve this problem, then I have a better idea of which of my solutions I offer you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's where most sales break down. We don't confirm that the person recognizes what we recognize. Ah. So if the salesperson makes an assumption and moves on that assumption and the assumption is wrong, then the salesperson comes across to the buyer as pushy or non-professional. Right, right. So I want to... Uh, hold that for uh, 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 maybe other things Mm -hmm. because we have a caller and the caller is Timothy from Dallas and he would like to ask a question. So, Timothy, are you online? I am, yes. Okay, Timothy. Timothy, what uh, what question do you want to ask, Brian? So, Brian, I was wondering if you can, can elaborate a little bit on the best way to keep sales teams motivated. Ah. Best way to keep sales team motivated is like keeping your, your children motivated, Timothy. You've you got to know what turns them on and what ticks them off. <laughs> and, not, and not everybody is motivated the same way. Right. As a sales manager, the best thing you can do is to understand your salesperson as a person, not as a unit of production. To do that, we suggest you do something called an inner view. Not an interview. Let's say you've already interviewed the salesperson, but when they start working for you, he or she, you need to sit down with that person and say, what are some of your goals? How can I help you get there? Because if I'm trying to promote somebody and they have to leave, Timothy, you're in Dallas, if I have to promote this person from Dallas to Atlanta, maybe they don't want to go to Atlanta. Well, I need to know that in order to put a promotion in front of them. I need to know that to incent them to achieve results. So the best thing I can tell you, Timothy, is to know your people as people, not just as units of production. Did that help you, Timothy? Yeah, so to treat them like individuals and, uh, yeah. Yeah, money motivates, a a bonus motivates some people. An afternoon off on a Friday motivates others. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just one thing, Tim. Money is not the only motivator, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. No, it's... Timothy, it's important. It ranks fairly close to oxygen, but money is not the only thing that motivates people. <laughs> right. Thank you. Okay, Thanks, Timothy, Timothy, are you still on the line? I am. Okay. Uh, what company do you work for? Uh, well, I have I have a seminar company called Destiny Seminars, and you know, obviously, motivation with the salesperson or business development person is is sure. a topmost priority all the time. Well, good. Well, thank you for your call. And Thanks, uh, yes. And now getting back 
to Brian, uh, you talked about some misconceptions about selling. Is there anything else you would like to um, to say about that before we move on to traits and characteristics of successful salespeople? Yes, this may dovetail into our next segment. Okay. A lot of times, salespeople do not know why they're successful. Mm. If you ask a salesperson, how do you, how'd you close the sale? Well, I just started talking. They like me. I like them. And the natural-born salesperson is, is an oddity. There are not many out there. I would kill to have been a natural-born salesperson. It would have saved me six years of, of anguish and pain. However, because I had to learn to be a salesperson, when I get in trouble on a sales call, I don't rely on my natural innate instinct. I rely on educated tactics and strategies because I think when a natural-born salesperson gets in trouble on a sales call, they react to their personality rather than a process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I find that salespeople do not have is a process. I work with PhDs in different colleges and universities throughout the nation, and they're teaching in the College of Business, they're teaching a sales curriculum. <laughs> and these students can go through four, five, or six classes of very specific, hard-hitting sales curriculum. Right. They are then placed, the University of Houston, Baylor University, here in Texas, Florida State University, they place 80 to 90% of the kids who graduate with a concentration in sales, they're placed into jobs. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not going five or six months without a job because they're learning process. Right. They're learning the intricacies of selling, not just the emotional side of selling. When I work with these PhDs, they're telling me that studies have shown that selling is moving from an art to a science. Mm. I'm not totally convinced it's already to that extreme because I think there's will and skill involved in all success. Will being the attitude, skill being the ability. Right. So I think that's a combination that we all have. But in selling especially, a lot of people fail because they don't have a process, a methodology of making the initial contact to closing the deal, to servicing the account, to asking for referrals. And if I'm a sales manager and I've got six people and each of them have their own process or a very ill-defined process, it's hard for me to manage six people with six different methodologies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer that once I got a sales process and understood that it's client-centered and client-focused, I became a better salesperson. Right. So I would imagine we'll hear a little more about your sales process during the next segment, but we have just a couple of minutes, and I think you've already talked about this, but can you expand on what are some of the traits of successful uh, salespeople? What do they possess? It's like any other success. The qualities of success in sales and teaching and being a doctor, they're all very similar. You've got to have a concern for other people. You've got to have a helping attitude. You must have that desire to work. You have to have that confidence in yourself that comes along with the desire to work. And that leads to an expectation that when you go out with these qualities, you don't have to hope for success. When you go out with these qualities, you can expect success. So it's like any anything else. If you listed the qualities of sincere, loyal, 
committed, dedicated, driven, organized. Those are all the qualities of any profession. The difference is when salespeople go into the marketplace, every day we risk hearing no. More so than, Marsha, I'm not an accountant. I don't have an analytical bone in my body. When, when, my bank, when my bank book doesn't balance, I change banks. So one of the things that salespeople have to have more than maybe other professions is a little bit thicker skin. Right. Because we're going to hear no more often than an accountant does. Well, I think, you know, you really, to sum it up, it's what makes a successful salesperson is the attitude Plus mm-hmm. skills, the attitude of wanting to help others, um, and ha- and being there, and and really wanting to not just make a sale, but make a good sale, um, div- and at the same time have skills, uh, what you call a process. So right. it's it's time for a uh, a short break uh, on the business edge. Uh, this is Marcia Zidel, your Smart Moves Coach. And when we return, Brian will be talking more about that process as well as give some pointers um, to, so that you, all of us can be better salespeople. So stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners, to The Business Edge. 
taking the growing pains out of growth. This is Marsha Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach. My guest today is Brian Flanagan, and he has been talking about the sales process and what makes people successful sales salesmen or saleswomen. And uh, I love his title, which says... Um, Timid salespeople have skinny kids. So mm-hmm. in order to not have skinny kids, we have to know what is, how do we sell better? How do we make sure that we are really good at this? So, Brian, you talked about a sales process. Uh, tell the listeners more about that. Marsha, I'm reading a book right now by David Morrow entitled, Why Men Hate Going to Church. And in, <laughs> in the first chapter of his book, He has this sentence, your process is perfectly designed to produce the results you're getting. In a sales day, what you're doing with the process or the system that you have during that day, it's producing the results it was designed to produce. If you don't like the results, maybe you should tweak the system, not your personality, but tweak the system, the process. So that led me into... This, this next term, and that is selling as a process, it's not an event, it's not a phone call, it's not a visit, it's a process. Retail sales may be, a process, may be an event. Retail sales, mm-hmm. someone comes in and says, I'm looking for a suit of clothes, what size, go over there, it's on aisle four. Right. But in professional relationship selling, you need to have a process. And I believe this with all my heart. Process takes pressure off the person. If you have a process, it takes pressure off of the salesperson. If you have a process, it takes pressure off of the prospect person. Mm-hmm. And when you get into trouble, a challenge, a mistake, you rely on the process, not your personality. Now, obviously, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth here. I understand that the prospect buys the person before they buy your plan. Mm-hmm. Yet, if that were the case with everything, then only Bill Cosby's could sell because everybody likes Bill Cosby. He's a likable mm-hmm. guy. He's an extrovert. Mm-hmm. He's fun. Mm-hmm. He's glib. Mm-hmm. But he's not the only type of person that can be successful in sales. And the people that don't have a predisposition to meeting people and, and being friendly and being nice all the time, they have to have some type of methodology. Mm-hmm. So, I, I believe that you make more money solving problems than you do selling products or services. To find out their problems, you need a methodology or a process. And can you talk a little bit about that process? Sure. We call it the P-R-O-C-E-S-S. It spells process. The P stands for three things. You've got to prepare for your sales day. You've got mm-hmm. to plan for your sales day. And you've got to prospect. Once you've done those things and you've got someone to contact and initiate a contact, then you move into the R stage, which is relate, build trust and rapport, begin the relationship. Mm -hmm. As you're doing that, the third stage is open. The O stands for open a dialogue Mm -hmm. in order to determine somebody's needs, issues, and concerns. The open the dialogue should be customer-focused, should be focused directly on the other person. My natural tendency as a salesperson, Marsha, is to do most of the talking at this stage. Mm. My personality is to do most of the talking at this stage. But I've got to repress that 
and mm-hmm. focus where the attention should be, which is mm-hmm. on the other person. Yes. Much yes. like you said earlier when you're doing coaching with your clients, you're asking and listening. Yes. And these are the stages you need to ask and listen. Mm-hmm. So the first stage is prospect. Second stage, relate. Third stage is open a dialogue. Now, here's the big one. The big one is number four. The C stands for confirm the needs. In my experience, this is where the sale breaks down. When I'm working with my coaching clients, when I'm working one-on-one with my coaching, whether it be sales executives or non-traditional salespeople, attorneys, architects, CPAs, I really spend time on this. Even when I'm working with large sales organizations who've known for their sales, Mm-hmm. They still have a problem with skipping this stage. Once they open the dialogue and find out a need, they skip this stage and start talking about how I can solve a problem that you don't know you have. <laughs> Therefore, the C stage, which stands for confirm the needs, has to be developed, and a lot of questions have got to be asked in this stage. Primarily, I see a problem, Mr. Prospect, Do you see the problem? Yes, I do. What's the benefit in solving this problem? If there's no benefit to the client in solving the problem, you're not at the stage where you can give a demonstration, quote Mm -hmm. a price. You're not at that stage yet. So this, this is something that I've come across in watching my clients make calls. I'm an active salesperson. I make this mistake at times. This is the crucial stage, the essential stage in successful selling. You must confirm that the other person agrees there's a problem. And next. And once you do that, you can then transition by what we call explain your recommendation. Uh-huh. Now, this is very simply, very specifically how I do that. Marsha, we've talked for a while, and I really appreciate the time you've given me. I think we both agree that there's a concern here. Marsha, based on what you've told me, I'm confident that I can help you solve that. My question, Marsha, how do I transfer that confidence to you? Wow. Whatever your answer is, give me a proposal, let me see a demonstration, who else have you worked with in my industry, that tells me that you're ready to go to the sixth stage of the process, which is after you explain the recommendation, as I just did, explain you're about to get to a recommendation, I'm going to sell you the value of what I'm recommending. Uh-huh. And then the last stage is simply ask for the objective. Is the objective to get the order? Is the objective to write a proposal? Is the objective to go talk to someone else within the enterprise? I don't know what the objective is. Different sales calls have different objectives. But what happens if I have a process, I can lean on that process, not my personality. Wow. The, the, you know, um, each part is so important, as you said, the C, which is confirm the needs. Right. Um, but then the E one, which is... Um, explain. Explain. And the terminology you used um, really got to me because you're saying, and I just quickly wrote this down, so you may want to... Uh, expand on it, but you said something about, um, I'm confident that I can help you. How can I transfer this co- this confidence to you? Was that, uh, that's sort that, of that's what I got. Yeah. That's the gist of it. Yes. 
And and what are people's reactions to that when you say that? I get I get four reactions. Number one, who else have you worked with in the industry? If I'm mm-hmm. a sales trainer and these people are manufacturing automotive parts, mm-hmm. they want to know how do I transfer that confidence to you? Well, who else have you worked with? Number two mm-hmm. reaction, may I see you in, in action? Can I see you train somewhere? And I will send them to the website because I've got training videos on my website. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number three, they may say, I like what I hear. Send me your proposal. Outline what we've just talked about. The fourth reaction that I'm getting, Marsha, is one that I'm excited about because my inventory is my calendar. What <laughs> I'm getting more of these days when I ask that question is, let's look at calendars so we can set a date. Uh-huh. Well, they've closed it for me. <laughs> they, they, have, they have initiated closure by saying, I don't have to see anything. When can you get here? Well, you know, I have one other question before um, we go for our next break, because you've talked about a process. Now, let's get it down to the nitty-gritty, mm-hmm. which is... Are there things that have to be done on a daily basis? What are some of those things? Because you just can't go out and say, I'm now going to do the process. What, what do you need to do on a daily basis? My dad taught me many years ago, when you go to work, you show up, you show up on time, and you show up dressed to play. Mm-hmm. On a day-to-day process, the salesperson has to be mentally ready, physically ready, emotionally ready. They have to bring their A game every day because they don't know which competitor is bringing his or her A game every day. So on a day-to-day basis, you have to be curious. On a day-to-day basis, don't let somebody outsell you by out-asking you. A salesperson is only as good as the information. And what I learned about four years ago after 40 years in sales, (laughs) I learned that whoever has the most information has the most influence. Uh-huh. A sale is never, is never stagnant. A sale is even moving towards you or away from you, but it's never in the same spot. So on a day-to-day basis, I've got to know where I am in the process, and that's the value of the process. Uh-huh. Where I am in the process with selling Marsha's Idol something and what right. I need to do to get with her to the next step. Uh-huh. I don't want to go to the next step without her. Right, right, right. So those are, you know, when you talked about the first one that came to my mind when you said prepare, um, uh, prepare and plan, um, and you all talked about information, mm-hmm. too, that's important. Does that mean that you really have to know about the client and the client's business? Yes, that's why I plan and prepare are the first stages of the process. I'm a big believer that preparation compensates for lack of talent. <laughs> the better okay. prepared you are, the fewer the surprises. Right. And if I right. know this person is a Donald Trump type person, then I know that I don't want to talk about the World Cup or the Texas Rangers baseball team. Well, nobody's talking about the Rangers. They're pretty bad this season. But the point <laughs> is, is that I know how to adjust because my clients, much like your clients, Marcia, our clients have the right to remain silent. Ah. Mm-hmm. We've got to work to draw them out. Right. To do that, the more I know, the easier it is to engage them in conversation. 
Well, on that point, we are going to take a quick break. And when Brian returns, we're going to get to two quick things, some pointers uh, that will help the listeners out there, some what I call the takeaways, as well as how to contact Brian, because I'm sure you would like to know more about what he does and, and perhaps bring him in. So it's time for a short break on The Business Edge with Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves coach. Stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Thank you, listeners. Welcome back. This is Marcia Zottel, your Smart Moves Coach, and my guest today is Brian Flanagan, and he has been giving us such terrific insights into successful selling. So, Brian, what are the two or three takeaways that you want the listeners to remember and to put into action? Salespeople need to talk so the customer will listen and listen so the customer will talk. If they do the conversation and then the presentation, they will have an understanding of specifically what this customer values. Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer that a walk away will be three words. 
If a salesperson can learn to use these three words, they're in a selling mode. If not, they're in a telling mode. These three, cons- these three words, values, advantages, and benefits. Mm-hmm. When you're talking, when you're emailing, when you're leaving a voicemail for a prospect or a customer, if you use one of those words, values, advantages, or benefits, you're in a selling mode. If you want to separate yourself, always separate yourself on value. Mm-hmm. Because if you sell value, you don't have to defend your price. Okay. And you know where I don't hear is features. I think that was what a selling point was years ago. Sell the features, sell the features. I think you're saying sell the values, the benefits. The, the, fe- the features determine why it costs what it costs. Mm-hmm. The value determines why that customer wants to pay what it costs. Right. And that's why... If you sell on values, you won't have skinny kids, right? That's exactly, that a girl, that's exactly right. <laughs> well, Brian, it's such a delight to have you on. I have learned so much because I am not a natural-born salesperson, but I'm sure the listeners would like to know more about what you do, how to contact you, and and bring value to their company. So, Brian, why don't you tell a little bit about your company? My clients find value in my helping them with a sales process that leads to sales results. Mm -hmm. When we do that, we're trying to motivate the salesperson and educate the sales professional. Because you need a good person selling a good product to a good prospect using a good process. And I think that we've we've been successful over the years in meeting customers' needs in those areas. Mm Mm-hmm. And how can they contact you? A couple of ways. My email address is Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, Brian at Flanagan Training. Flanagan is spelled F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N. Brian at FlanaganTraining.com. The website is www.FlanaganTraining.com. And my job, Marcia, is to make my customers more dangerous than they are right now. Uh, I have to ask you to explain that. <laughs> Some people are plateaued as salespeople. They're doing okay. Right. right. I had right. a person tell me the end of the last quarter in March, I'm comfortable making $110,000 a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do they know they've never made 140000 a year? Right, right. We're trying to get them out of the comfort zone into an effective zone. And, you know, I do the same thing with coaching, coaching managers and coaching leaders and company owners. We all get into a comfort zone, but we sure. need to move out of it. And I, I truly believe that you have helped people out there to be better sales professionals and to move out of their comfort zone and get into the success zone. Yeah. So thank you again, Brian. It was been a pleasure a and honor. Thank you, Marcia. Okay. Well, listeners, let me tell you about next week's guest is Dennis Picotto, who will take us through the highlights and low points along his solo entrepreneurial journey from banker to publisher and beyond. Along the way, he'll share candid insights into pivotal decisions, lessons learned, and wisdoms gained. Whether you're a millennial thinking about launching a new venture from scratch or a corporate professional seeking insights into how to climb or perhaps leap 
the corporate ladder, you'll capture the fundamentals here. Listen in on Wednesday, July 9th on the Business Channel, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And you'll hear another of the series of entrepreneurs that I have been interviewing about their lessons learned and how we all, in some ways, are entrepreneurs and can become better entrepreneurs. Here's a quick Smart Moves tip, and it goes along with what Brian talked about. Don't sell, rather connect. The truth is, people make decisions mostly based on emotions and justify the decision with rationales later. They're really thinking, can I do business with this person? Or will I enjoy doing business with this company? So, remember, selling is relationship building. Start out making a strong first impression by focusing on the person's needs, not the sale. And remember, Brian's selling process. That will get you the sale. I'll end up with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. And let me help you make sure you're on the right track and not get sidetracked. Contact me at 972-380-9181 or Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. That's S-M-A-R-T-M-O-V-E-S-C-O-A-C-H.com. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zidle, the Smart Moves Executive Coach. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zidle. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.